Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> it's David Cox. <laughs> and, and I'm Josh Matheson. Though I don't know what, nobody cares after they hear these exciting <laughs> intros from David. Well, you get to do lots of lovely voices. Yeah, no, it's good. I love it. I love it. So this week we are looking at chapters 31 and 32 of Pinocchio. Mm. We're in the last three weeks now. The final stretch. Yeah, we start to lose track. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when we left Uh. Pinocchio off last time, he was being tempted into leaving the Blue Fairy's house for the land of toys. (laughs) Even though he was being promised that he was going to get turned into a real boy. At a party with coffee and milk, Lampwick has teased him with the amazement that is the land of toys. And yeah, apparently, apparently a 365 day holiday is more appealing than yes. becoming a real boy. So he's in a quandary right now. He's sitting there trying to work out whether he's going to go or not. Although the mini blurb kind of gave away that he does go because it says after five months of being in Toyland. <laughs> well, I think we all yeah. knew he was going to go. <laughs> Not that we didn't, we didn't want to hear about a, a land of toys. No, no. I can skip over that bit. Yeah. Let's, let's skip to the end like, of that adventure. Why not? We'll describe a snail going downstairs over the course of the day, <laughs> which I think we'll all agree that, that may be up there with mine and Matt's favourite book. Uh, events yeah. of any book. <laughs> Definitely. Just for how, just the, audace, the, the audacity of it. Yeah. I think the Land of Toys is probably more interesting as well than, you know, Pinocchio gets turned into a real boy and discovers the joys of acne or something like that. It's just... Yeah. Look, don't rule it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the world's longest free derm advert. Uh, yeah. Other, other creams are available. Exactly. Um, <laughs> sponsorship. I didn't think they're going to sponsor us. Yeah. Sponsor us, sponsor us. <laughs> oh, great. The Lazy Book Club mentioned us. Go. <laughs> Everyone's clambering. My skin feels fresh and clean. <laughs> so the only bit of intrigue for next chapter is this Pinocchio wakes up to a surprise or something. Yeah. An ominous surprise. That's basically... The main thing that's keeping me interested in this next chapter. Mm. Without that last line, I think I'd probably be like, eh, okay, fine. But at least he's adding that little tidbits now, those little cliffhangers now to kind of keep you a little bit more interested. So shall we find out what Pinocchio wakes up to find? Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Let's jump in. Chapter 31. Finally, the wagon arrived. It made no noise for its wheels were bound with straw and rags. It was drawn by twelve pairs of donkeys, all of the same size, but all of different colour. Some were grey, others white, and still others a mixture of brown and black. Here and there were a few with large yellow and blue stripes. The strangest thing of all was that those twenty-four donkeys instead of being iron-shod like any other beast of burden, had on their feet laced shoes made of leather, <laughs> just like the ones boys Fabulous. wear. <laughs> I, I, I hope they were in tap shoes and doing like... Yes! <laughs> oh, please let them be tap shoes. <laughs> These boots are made for walking. <laughs> like kinky, they're all wearing kinky boots. <laughs> yes. I would say, though, that the shoes isn't the most surprising thing. I'd say the blue and yellow stripes is the most surprising it's thing. Probably, yeah. Because if I saw a donkey wearing shoes, I'd be like, well, someone's playing a practical joke and put shoes on him. Like, there's a very logical answer for that. Whereas if a donkey mm. walked past and it was yellow and blue striped, 
I'd be like, what happened to you? Who painted you? Oh my God, it's not coming off. It's Wait, some weird zebra donkey rugby hybrid. Well, that one's obviously the uh, the Hufflepuff donkey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And the driver of the wagon? Imagine to yourselves a little fat man, much wider than he was long, round Chode. and shiny <laughs> as a ball of butter. <laughs> Oh, Did you just say chode? Yes. Yeah. Hideous. That's what it is, though. Well, that is death by definition. <laughs> With a face beaming like an apple, a little mouth that always smiled, and a voice small and wheedling like that of a cat begging for food. No sooner did any boy see him than he fell in love with him and nothing satisfied him but to be allowed to ride in his wagon to that lovely place called the Land of Toys. This is the creepy, like a very creepy Father Christmas. Like it's a quite really, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's Father Christmas I, gone wrong. Well, I think in, look, it's 2020, any kind of, you know, jolly old man enticing kids is going to just be interpreted the yeah. wrong way in our brains isn't it there's anytime no there's that. a single man who does yeah. things for the joy of children there's a big question mark yeah mm-hmm. in fact the wagon was so closely packed with boys of all ages oh god that it, lo- <laughs> oh. it looked like a cattle car going to the abattoir <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That it looked like a box of sardines. They were uncomfortable. They were piled one on top of the other. They could hardly breathe. Yet not one word of complaint was heard. The thought that in a few hours they would reach a country where there were no schools, no books, no teachers made these boys so happy that they felt neither hunger nor thirst nor sleep nor discomfort. No sooner had the wagon stopped Then the little fat man turned to Lampwick. With bows and smiles, he asked in a wheedling tone. Okay, give me something for his wheedling tone. He said he sounds like a meow of a cat. We have that, hello, children. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, sinister. And and is he, he, uh, does he hail from the south of England? Is that sort of, that's what you Yeah, I'm thinking child catcher, chitty bang bang, that kind of. That okay. kind of vibe. Like a yeah. goblin-y kind of... I'm actually thinking it's mid-Atlantic, because it's like a... Yeah, wow. okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's Got do it. that. Okay, there's, a, there's a little bit of twang in there, isn't okay. there? Uh, tell me, my fine boy, do you also want to come to my wonderful country? I love my, the raptor hands. <laughs> I, made my, I made my own yeah. skin crawl with that one. As well. I didn't it enjoy was it. very creepy. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely got stranger danger kind of flashing <laughs> in my mind at that. Indeed I do. But I warn you, my little dear, there's no more room in the wagon. It is full. Oh, no. This is going to be like, you have to sit on my lap or something like that, isn't he? <laughs> They're just going to chuck one of them out. I don't know. Never mind, answered Lampwick. If there's no room inside, can I sit on top of the coach? And with one leap, he perched himself there. What about you, my love? No. Asked no, the little man, no. turning politely to Pinocchio. 
What are you going to do? Will you come with us? Or do you stay here? I stay here, answered Pinocchio. I want to return home, as I prefer to study and to succeed in life. May that bring you luck. Pinocchio, Lampwick called out. Listen to me, come with us and we'll always be happy. No, no, no. Come with us and we'll always be happy. Cried four other voices from the wagon. I love that it's probably quite a nice thing that they're saying, but they still sound like dicks. Yeah, they still sound like dicks. Come with us and we'll always be happy, shouted the 100 and more boys in the wagon all together. And if I go with you, what will my good fairy say? asked the marionette, who was beginning to waver and weaken in his good resolutions. Don't worry so much. Only think that we are going to a land where we shall be allowed to make all the racket we like from morning till night. See, what I got from that is, I'm going to take you somewhere where no one can hear you scream. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. Mm -hmm. That was the subtext, yeah. I'm just thinking all the boys on the bus are like, come on, this is like the... 85th yeah. <laughs> oh. Can you imagine being the person on the bottom? You just got four boys got like, like, lying. Or like, on what's my going face. on? Oh, we've got we've got another one who's like indecisive. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, if, you're, if you're the bottom of the pile here, you're not going to be having no. a great time. You're going to be dead by the time you get there. You're going to get Probably, crushed. Yeah. yeah. Pinocchio did not answer, but sighed deeply once, twice, a third time. Finally, he said. Make room for me. I want to go too. (laughs) The seats are all filled, answered the little man. But to show you how much I think of you, take my place as coachman. What? And you? I'll walk. (laughs) No, indeed. I, I could not permit such a thing. I much prefer riding one of these donkeys, cried Pinocchio. No sooner said than done. He approached the first donkey and tried to mount it. But the little animal turned suddenly and gave such a terrible kick in the stomach that Pinocchio was thrown to the ground and fell with his legs in the air. At this unlooked-for entertainment, the whole company of runaways laughed uproariously. The little fat man did not laugh. He went up to the rebellious animal and, still smiling, bent over him lovingly and bit off half of his right ear. <gasps> oh! That was unexpected. That is so dark. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a sign of a psychopath, isn't it? Like someone who harms animals. Probably. One of many signs for this fella. Mm. I mean, there's so many red flags for this guy. The, the bo- boys in the wagon is the first one. Mm. Don't get on it. <laughs> <laughs> he can't hear you, David. I mean, I wish he could. Okay, but... In the meantime, Pinocchio lifted himself up from the ground and with one leap landed on the donkey's back. The leap was so well taken that all the boys shouted, Hurrah for Pinocchio! (laughs) It sounded so (laughs) sarky. Yeah. And clapped their hands in hearty applause. 
Suddenly, the little donkey gave a kick with two of his hind feet, and at this unexpected move, the poor marionette found himself once again sprawling right in the middle of the road. Buckaroo! (laughs) (laughs) Again, the boys shouted with laughter. But the little man, instead of laughing, became so loving toward the little animal that, with another kiss, he bit off half of his left ear. It's funny that he's like approaching like in a loving way, as if he's going to like stroke it. That's what makes it even more psychotic. Mm. I mean, there's nothing worse than a killer in a movie who like caresses someone with a knife or like, like, you know, like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. Like there's nothing more terrifying (laughs) than someone who like does unspeakable things in a loving way. Yeah. That's messed up. That messes with the fundamentals of nature. Yeah, I mean, if you do, like, violence in a violent way, in, like, anger or in an outburst, it's, like, it's not any better, but it's understandable. But somebody who can do unspeakable violence calmly is terrifying. Absolutely. You can mount now, my boy. He then said to Pinocchio. Have no fear. That donkey was worried about something. But I have spoken to him, and now he seems quite reasonable. Pinocchio mounted, and the wagon started on its way. While the donkeys galloped along the stony road, the marionette fancied he heard a very quiet voice whispering to him. Poor silly, you've done as you wished. But you're going to be very sorry before long. It's Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio, greatly frightened, looked about him to see whence the words had come, but he saw no one. The donkeys galloped, the wagon rolled on smoothly, the boys slept, Lampwick snored like a dormouse, and the little fat driver sang sleepily between his teeth. After a mile or so, Pinocchio again heard the same faint voice whispering, Remember, little simpleton, boys who stop studying and turn their backs upon books and schools and teachers in order to give all their time to nonsense and pleasure, sooner or later come to grief. Oh, how well I know this! How well I can prove it to you! A day will come when you will weep bitterly, even as I am weeping now. But it will be too late. At these whispered words, the marionette grew more and more frightened. He jumped to the ground, ran up to the donkey on whose back he had been riding, and taking his nose in his hands, looked at him. It's gone really dark, very quickly as well. It's quite gothic now at this point, isn't it? Think how great was his surprise when he saw that the donkey was weeping. Weeping just like a boy. Well, yeah, he's had his ears bitten off. Hey, Mr. Driver, cried the marionette. Do do you know what strange thing is happening here? This donkey weeps. Let him weep. When he gets married, he will have time to laugh. Have you perhaps taught him to speak? No, he learnt to mumble a few words when he lived for three years with a band of trained 
dogs. Poor, poor beast. Come, come, said the little man. Do not lose time over a donkey that can weep. Mount quickly and let us go. The night is cool and the road is long. Pinocchio obeyed without another word. The wagon started again. Toward dawn, the next morning, they finally reached that much longed for country, the land of toys. This great land was entirely different from any other place in the world. Its population, large though it was, was composed wholly of boys. The oldest were about fourteen years of age, the youngest, eight. In the street, there was such a racket, such shouting, such blowing of trumpets, that it was deafening. Everywhere groups of boys were gathered together. Some played at marbles, at hopscotch, at ball. Others rode on bicycles or on wooden horses. Some played at blind man's buff, others at tag. Here a group played circus, there another sang and recited. A few turned somersaults. Others walked on their hands with their feet in the air. Generals in full uniform leading regiments of cardboard soldiers passed by. Laughter, shrieks, howls, catcalls, hand-clapping followed this parade. One boy made a noise like a hen, another like a rooster, and a third imitated a lion in his den. It's, it's a bit of an amalgamation of Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan. You've got like the mm. rooster calls and... Yeah. The cardboard man. The Lost Boys. The Imagination. Yeah. It's It's like one place where they all come together. What I kind of enjoyed was the cat calls. Who are they cat calling if it's all boys? Oh, I love. (laughs) (laughs) Work it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, cut out, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Cut it out. I I love the fact that Dave's like a little eight-year-old boy as well. Yeah. Altogether, they created such a pandemonium that it would have been necessary for you to put cotton in your ears. The squares were filled with small wooden theatres, overflowing with boys from morning till night, and on the walls of the houses, written with charcoal, were words like, Hurrah for the land of toys! Down with arithmetic! No more school! As soon as they had set foot in that land, Pinocchio, Lampwick and all the other boys who had travelled with them started out on a tour of investigation. They wandered everywhere. They looked into every nook and corner, house and theatre. They became everybody's friend. Who could be happier than they? What with entertainments and parties, the hours, the days, the weeks passed like lightning. Oh, what a fantastic life this is! said Pinocchio each time that by chance he met his friend Lampwick. Was I right or wrong? answered Lampwick. And to think you did not want to come! To think that even yesterday the idea came into your head to return home to see your fairy and to start studying again? If today you're free from pencils and books and school, you owe it to me and my advice, to my care. Do you admit it? Only true friends count after all. It's true, Lampwick, it's true. If today I am a really happy boy, it is all because of you. And to think that the teacher, when speaking of you, used to say, 
Don't go with that lampwick. He is a bad companion, and someday he will lead you astray. Poor teacher, answered the other, nodding his head. Indeed, I know how much he disliked me, and how he enjoyed speaking ill of me. But I am of a generous nature, and I gladly forgive him. Great soul, said Pinocchio, fondly embracing his friend. Five months passed, and the boys continued playing and enjoying themselves from morn till night, without ever seeing a book, or a desk, or a school. But, my children, there came a morning when Pinocchio awoke and found a great surprise awaiting him, a surprise which made him feel very unhappy, as you shall see. End of chapter. So he's still none the wiser as to what the surprise could be. Yeah. I mean, you may as well just left off the mini bird because it was really just the end of the chapter, which is exactly mm-hmm. the same as the previous one with the coffee and milk, wasn't it? It was like yeah. the whole chapter was nothing to do with the mini blurb yeah. and then it just sort of tacked it on at the end. Yep. So, yeah, mm-hmm. good luck predicting what's going to happen next because it's probably yeah, going to be completely say. unrelated. Bonkers. Um, how much do we reckon that, obviously, if the donkeys are wearing shoes, that they were once boys, probably? That's where I think they, like, pass on. Or maybe they are... Like, they get bored. I don't know if we're ranging into mini blurb territory, but, like, eventually, obviously, like, all good things, too much of a good thing. Or yeah. Like malarkey. And then they're, they're, oh, you can leave any time you like. And it's like, oh, okay, mm. fine. And then they turn into donkeys and they have to drive the train. And that's why... Maybe it's, it's a, um, like, a, a metaphor for, like, you know, being an uneducated ass. So you get to a yeah. certain age where you've missed your window of, like, learning and kind of developing, and then you become an ass. Yeah, could be. I mean, this little old man, I'm wondering, does he just collect the kids or does he run the land of toys? Is he a leader? Is he a In my mind, that's his only job. He just... (laughs) He cleans up all the excrement from where all the kids just move where they stand Mm. because there's no order. In my head, that's his only thing. He just does a round robin. He's like the like just he just ferries back and forward. It's a retirement And just sitting there with popcorn kind of eating and watching the mayhem. Exactly. Is it boring that I think about the logistics? I'm just like, oh, do they have like a canteen? Yeah. How do they eat? Who makes the food? They didn't have like camp counselors going like, oh right, yeah. So this you're going to be in D block. Yeah. yeah. You don't have any camp counselors going. Uh, Sean, when was the last time you took a bath? <laughs> you get a prospectus like, oh, we could do archery, or there's a mandarin. Cl- oh no, they're not going to learn, are they? Uh, no. Table table tennis. Uh, oh, we're going to do whitewater rafting. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be things like throwing stones. Yeah, some yeah. of the activities sounded rubbish. Yeah. But I, I did enjoy the fact that it said there was a, t- a theatre in every square. So yeah. true. That. I wonder true. what they're I'll putting on. Does rehearsing and like reading plays count as study, though? Maybe what they're, are able they to, they're able to work for nothing there, though. That's the difference. It's going to mm-hmm. be gladiator th- fights, isn't it? They say theatre, it's going to be like. It'll be either that or it'll be like them just like mooning each other on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh That's really funny. funny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're in Italy anymore. (laughs) Where do you think we are? Uh, Liechtenstein, maybe. Land of toys. (laughs) Do you think we've gone east? Yeah. Prague. Where all the stag do's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this is. (laughs) It's just those stag do's. (laughs) (laughs) you're just 10 year olds running around with traffic cones on their head yeah (laughs) and mankinis yeah (laughs) there's like there's like there's like a group wearing like group t-shirts one that says like borgo renault and they're like all doing shots and then doing marbles and 
going on. Men are just the worst, aren't they? Men are pigs. <laughs> like, just what is wrong with us? We're all horrendous creatures. Mini blub, mini blub, mini blub. What, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? I think the big surprise is that Pinocchio wakes up and finds that he has a donkey's tail and donkey's ears. And then goes to find Lampwick to find out what's going on. That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Well, we can get the same <laughs> not quite. The, not quite the same. Oh, I'm just going to go for something different because it's fun. And actually, the points doesn't really matter and no one is actually caring. Um, apart from us, <laughs> of course. Pinocchio wakes up, looks out his window to discover rivers of blood. <laughs> Children, marbles, ballet shoes floating down the infernal river of hemoglobin and death. Mm. And then the blue fairy comes back and goes, I told you so again. And then a whispered voice in his ear goes, I told you so again. And if you do another one of those horrible little, you know, self monologues, yeah, monologues, I'm going to bite your ears off too. And <laughs> everyone's going to watch it in one of the many theatres. Wow. That was, I felt like you needed to get that off your chest. Yeah. yeah. I really don't like, I really don't like Pinocchio. I like the, I love the book. I just don't like Pinocchio. I think yeah. that's obvious. Yeah. Go on, put us out of misery. How many points we got? Well, just right. give us zero and tell us what it really is. Okay. So David, you you can have uh, somewhere around one five hundredth of a point. I feel like that's something. Just uh, so you get some now rewards. Now I feel bad some... because he was going to say what I was going to say. If yeah, well, but I, if I'm, I here, more, I'm, I I'm here for more. I'm here for content. Okay. It's absolutely. And Matthew, the sound of confetti falling. Because, <laughs> because I have to tell you, you've just been awarded a point. <gasps> <gasps> I could have got a point. <laughs> One point. Uh, and like because, that, I have stolen the competition. Yeah, there's no, because there's no coming there's, from there's here. just no way that anyone... <laughs> Anyone could have got, you couldn't, I mean, it's not word for word, of course, but you're not going to get closer. And so I just feel like if anything is, is deserved of a full point, it is your suggestion for the mini blurb that reads as follows. Pinocchio's ears become like those of a donkey. In a little while, he changes into a real donkey and begins to bray. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. So he's turned into a real donkey. So does that mean it's blood and flesh? He's not turned into a little wooden donkey. <laughs> That, well, that's it true, would be funny if he was a wooden donkey yeah, with like with like um with like wheels that like go around like yeah, yeah like with a little pistons. string to pull him along. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, or just like a piñata. He just turns into like a piñata donkey. Oh, <laughs> see, that'd be so much better than a real. I didn't want him that's to become true. blood and flesh. Wow, yeah, I, I, I've never thought about that before because, of course, we know from Pinocchio the whole donkey plot line. Yeah, but then so that technically means he gets turned into organic matter before yeah. he gets turned into a boy. That would be quite nice and ironic, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I would like it if he was turned into, into a piñata and then all the boys beat him to death. Beat him to yeah. death. <laughs> Well, let's just jump straight in. I'm all for it. Ride off your victory there, straight into chapter 32. Everyone, at one time or another, has found some surprise awaiting him. Of the kind which Pinocchio had on that eventful morning of his life, they are but few. What was it? I will tell you, my dear little readers. On awakening, Pinocchio put his hand up to his head 
And there he found, guess. He's actually telling us to guess. That's weird. He found that during the night, his ears had grown at least ten full inches. You must know that the marionette, even from his birth, had very small ears. So small indeed that to the naked eye they could hardly be seen. Fancy how he felt when he noticed that overnight those two dainty organs had become as long as shoe brushes. He went in search of a mirror, but not finding any, he just filled a basin with water and never looked works. at himself. Never works. There he saw what he never could have wished to see. His manly figure was adorned and enriched by a beautiful pair of donkey ears. Manly figure. Yeah, I was going to say. Has not, that cha- not really. Has that changed its meaning? Mm, it sounds like uh, Pinocchio's the writer of his own descriptions there. Unless, <laughs> unless we've been magic wrong, like Pinocchio's just ripped. <laughs> yeah, he could be. I mean, he's sculpted. Hey, he could be like yeah. David, like <laughs> wood. <laughs> we didn't think about that, did we? Just, that's why he's naked all the time. He's just sashaying down the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like it's like carved out. Oh no, uh, it's actually just a flat. But he's got a painted on six back like a Lego man. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, just sprayed on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I leave you to think of the terrible grief, the shame, the despair of the poor marionette. He began to cry, to scream, to knock his head against the wall. But the more he shrieked... (laughs) I can't resist it, it's so much fun. (laughs) But the more he shrieked, the longer and the more hairy grew his ears. At those piercing shrieks, a dormouse came into the room. A fat little dormouse who lived upstairs. Seeing Pinocchio so grief-stricken, she asked him anxiously... Ooh. Can you do like the um, German caterpillar from um, uh, Bugs Life? Oh, Bugs Life. Yeah. Oh, I'm a beautiful butterfly. I mean, I'm all for that. I'm watching The Hunters at the moment on Amazon and the German accents. Yeah. Make it crap. Yeah. <laughs> they were going for, for Heimlich, the old, hello, I want to be a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That kind of vibe. Yeah. Campus, yeah Campus Christmas as well. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> What is the matter, dear little neighbor? (laughs) I am sick, my little dormouse. Very, very sick. And from an illness which frightens me. Do you understand how to feel a pulse? A little. Feel mine, then, and tell me if I have a fever. The dormouse took Pinocchio's wrist between her paws and after a few minutes looked up at him sorrowfully and said, my friend, I am sorry, but I must give you some very sad news. You're dead. What is it? You have a very bad fever. Oh. But what fever is it? The donkey fever. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Who named that? <laughs> <laughs> so you got a donkey flu. Yeah, that's a new, to be fair. Swine flu. I would bat not flu, rule out donkey flu. Bird flu. Yeah. Who's been eating donkey meat? Mm. Mind you. Like, you know, we all like a good burrito, don't we? Mm. Do you know what burrito yeah. means? It's like, it's, oh, it's, it's um, Spanish, slash Mexican Spanish for a tiny donkey. Is it? Yeah. Is it indeed? Because you've got a burro. So they actually traditionally made with donkey meat? Uh, I don't know about that, but I was just, I, I just, I can't not hear it now. It's like, can I get a little donkey, please? 
When you, <laughs> when, you, when, when, you, when you're at the station. I thought that she was going to feel for a pulse and not find one because he's made a wood and be like, oh my God, you were dead all along. <laughs> Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense reveal at the end. <laughs> I don't know anything about that fever, answered the marionette, beginning to understand even too well what was happening to him. Then I will tell you about it, said the dormouse. No, that then, within two or three hours, you will no longer be a marionette or a boy. What will I be? Within two or three hours, you will become a real donkey, just like the ones that pull the fruit carts to market. Oh, what have I done? What have I done? cried Pinocchio, grasping his two long ears in his hands and pulling and tugging at them angrily just as if they belonged to another. My dear boy, answered the dormouse to cheer him up a bit. Why worry now? What is done cannot be undone, you know. Fate has decreed (laughs) that all lazy boys who come to hate books and schools and teachers and spend all their days with toys and games must sooner or later turn into donkeys. But is it really so? asked the marionette, sobbing bitterly. I am sorry to say it is. The tears now are useless. You should have thought about all of this before. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, Dormouse. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks. But the fault is not mine, believe me, little Dormouse. The fault is all Lampwick's. And who is Lampwick? <laughs> A classmate of mine. I wanted to return home. I wanted to be obedient. I wanted to study and to succeed in school, but Lampwick said to me, Why do you want to waste your time studying? Why do you want to go to school? Come with me to the land of toys where we'll never study again. There we can enjoy ourselves and be happy from morn till night. And why did you follow the advice of that false friend? Uh, Why? Because, my dear little dormouse, I am a heedless marionette. Heedless and heartless? Oh, if I had only had a bit of heart, I should never have abandoned that good fairy who loved me so well and who has been so kind to me. And by this time, I should no longer be a marionette. I should have become a real boy, like all these friends of mine. Oh, if I meet Lampwick, I'm going to tell him what I think of him, and more, too. After this long speech, Pinocchio walked to the door of the room. But when he reached it, remembering his donkey ears, he felt ashamed to show them to the public and turned back. He took a large cotton bag from a shelf, put it on his head and pulled it far down to his very nose. (laughs) He's got a little bag on his head. It's a great disguise. I mean, it's like, oh, everyone's going to laugh. Let me put a tote bag on my head. (laughs) Yeah, but it could have been like a really fashionable tote bag from like a thrift store. Yeah, that's what it was. Just cut little eye holes or something. (laughs) Thus adorned, he went out. He looked for Lampwick everywhere, along the streets, in the squares, inside the theatres, everywhere. But he was not to be found. He asked anyone whom he met about him, but no one had seen him. In desperation, he returned home and knocked at the door. Who is it? asked Lampwick from within. It is I, answered the marionette. Wait a minute. After a full half hour, the door opened. 
Another surprise awaited Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> there in the room stood his friend, with a large cotton bag on his head, pulled far down to his very nose. It's Great an mind. epidemic. Everybody's <laughs> and then they're going to do the Spider-Man <laughs> meme. <laughs> and the point is that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I love is the idea that everyone's got one of these bags. I'm like, was this the welcome pack? It's like, hi, they got that the freshest toys. My name's Jeff. Here's your welcome pack. Yeah. You'll find a lanyard <laughs> and a pen. Have fun. <laughs> At the sight of that bag... Pinocchio felt slightly happier and thought to himself, My friend must be suffering from the same sickness that I am. I wonder if he too has donkey fever. But pretending he had seen nothing, he asked with a smile, How are you, my dear Lampwick? Very well. Like a mouse in a parmesan cheese. <laughs> Good. That must be another Italian idiom. Yeah, sure. I mean, I love it. That would be the happiest that you could be, right? I feel like this is another opportunity to just look up international idioms for like, you know... Edition number two. Happy, happy as a pig in mud oh, or... I, do you know what I mean? Oh, that's like, a good one, yeah. Is it really true? Why should I lie to you? I beg your pardon, my friend. But why then are you wearing that cotton bag over your ears? The doctor has ordered it because of my knee hurts. What doctor? What doctor? They're all 8 to 14. Yeah, he'd have to study, dick. Yeah. Why has he got a bag over his head? Because of knee hurts. <laughs> I missed that. I mean, that does sound like a 12-year-old just pretending to be a doctor, to be fair. <laughs> My knee's hurt. Here you go, wear this bag on yeah, your head. Yeah, gets the stethoscope out to listen to his knee. Yeah. <laughs> and you, dear marionette, why are you wearing that cotton bag down to your nose? The doctor has ordered it because <laughs> I have bruised my foot. Uh, he's doing the worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my poor Pinocchio. Oh, my poor Lampwick. An embarrassingly long silence followed these words, during which time the two friends looked at each other in a mocking way. Finally, the marionette, in a voice sweet as honey and soft as a flute, said to his companion, Tell me, Lampwick, dear friend, have you ever suffered from an earache? Never. And you? Never. Still, since this morning, my ear has been torturing me. So is mine. Yours too? And which ear is it? Both of them. And yours? Both of them too. I wonder if it could be the same sickness. I'm afraid it is. Will you do me a favour, Lampwick? Gladly, with my whole heart. Will you let me see your ears? Why not? But before I show you mine, I want to see yours, <laughs> Pinocchio. Come on! <laughs> show me yours, I'll show you mine. <laughs> no, I said my ear! <laughs> not just Schlongetti! Hey! <laughs> No, you must show me yours first. <clears throat> no, my dear. Yours first, then mine. Well then, said the marionette, let us make a contract. Let's hear this contract. Let us take off our caps together, all right? All right. Ready then? Pinocchio began to count. One, two, three. 
At the word three, the two boys pulled off their caps and threw them high in the air. And then a scene took place which is hard to believe, but it is all too true. The marionette and his friend Lampwick, when they saw each other both stricken by the same misfortune, instead of feeling sorrowful and ashamed, began to poke fun at each other. And after much nonsense, they ended by bursting out into hearty laughter. They laughed and laughed and laughed again, laughed till they ached, laughed until they cried. But all of a sudden, Lampwick stopped laughing. He tottered and almost fell. Pale as a ghost, he turned to Pinocchio and said, Help! Help, Pinocchio! What is the matter? Oh, help me, I can no longer stand up. I can't either, cried Pinocchio and his laughter turned to tears as he stumbled about helplessly. They had hardly finished speaking when both of them fell on all fours and began running and jumping around the room. As they ran, their arms turned into legs, their faces lengthened into snouts, and their backs became covered with long grey hairs. This was humiliation enough, but the most horrible moment was the one in which the two poor creatures felt their tails appear. We were informed that this was a cautionary tale. (laughs) Overcome with shame and grief, they tried to cry and bemoan their fate. But what is done can't be undone. Instead of moans and cries, they burst forth into loud donkey brays, which sounded very much like... (laughs) <laughs> how is that written? H A W is how it's yeah. spelled. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> at that moment, a loud knocking was heard at the door, and a voice called to them Open. I am the little man, the driver of the wagon which brought you here. Open, I say, or beware. End of chapter. Oh, he's going to catch him and make him drag the wagon for him. I love him, that he hasn't, he? like, he's, he has, he's degraded himself so much he just calls himself the little man, like the way he's described, not like, yeah. hi, it's Paul. Yeah. Or Paolo, because it's Italian. <laughs> Paolo. The, the coachman, you know, oh yeah, I'm that random little man. Yeah. I'm the random little fatso, yeah. So he turned into a real donkey, not yeah. a wooden one. That's no, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That was upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for the wooden one. I think it would have been a lot funny. I think that the the author missed out there. Missed a trick, really. Mm, yeah. Definitely. I, it was quite funny seeing the exchange of the boys, like, admitting there was something wrong. Because I'm like, that is actually quite accurate for how guys, like... It's a good way of displaying dealing with embarrassment, I think. Yes. Definitely. Particularly with boys this age as well. <laughs> yeah. Is this his lowest point? Well, I think in, prison in ter- for a year was pretty uh, bad. Is it worth yeah, like true. he's been nearly dead? He's nearly dead. So yeah. hung from a tree was probably more dire. Yeah, yeah. Ship. But there's, there, there, as a literary device, being turned into an ass always seems to be the most humiliating and therefore the worst thing that can yeah. happen to somebody. So in terms of using that as a as a conceit, I'm, I think it's supposed to be his lowest. But one. is it because they're like traditionally seen as like ridiculous animals, which it's just funny. Because yeah, I don't really get yeah. it. I you know, it's because I think it's because of like they have got like you know bucked front teeth and they kick and they 
make you know make an unpleasant noise. They've just historically always been known as as unpleasant animals. Personally, I think that you know it's just a slander campaign ever since the the, the little donkey. From Bethlehem. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. People have been trying to drag donkeys' names through the mud. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> like, he got too lofty. Through yeah. the mud. That'd be so for the gospel according to the donkey. And, like everyone, and, yeah. and it actually got emitted from um, the King James Bible. <laughs> so like, do you know what? He was an obnoxious... The church are trying obnoxious to... Trying to hush it all up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a well-coordinated media campaign to, to bring the donkey into disrepute. Calumnies, absolute calumnies. <laughs> how how much lower can he go? Oh, is this rock bottom? Oh, uh, is there another bottom? Probably. <laughs> that's bottom from Midsummer Night's Dream. <gasps> exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then that's the next Nick ne- bottom. The next chapter. There. Oh, it's that way happens. He turns into. Oh, okay. There you Ooh. go. Let's get into prediction territory. Then here we go. Mini blub. Mini blub. Mini blub. What, what is happening? Is what is happening? happening? What is happening? <laughs> he gets made to do tricks <laughs> and then gets hunted down to be like eaten or something. Or, 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 or he gets chased out by people that want to eat him or like eat his skin or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't, I, because you said rock bottom and I was like, I, yeah, I don't, th- I think that would be it. You're trying to think of where else yeah. you go. I, I don't, do you think what I've just said is beyond this book? No. So that's, I've, I've tried, I'm trying to go with what I think. But I would be like, is he, does he get carted off to Santorini to live out his days tourists. carrying fat tourists <laughs> up the hill? <laughs> yeah, it's modern day. Oh, it's like, oh, and that, and that's where they come from. <gasps> I'm going to go with um, the old man tries to round up Lankwick and Pinocchio to pull his wagon and says, all right, boys, we can use the carrot or we can use the (laughs) stick. (laughs) (laughs) What an incentive. That's my guess. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, Matt, I reckon you can have, um, I mean, the, the the donkey still plays a part. Pinocchio's still there, but really, you're not really. You're quite far off the mark. You can have a fiftieth of a point. Okay. And and you couldn't write this level of drama, but I I reckon you could. Like, not quite as big a fanfare, but you can almost get the brass section out again because I'm going to give David Cox four fifths <gasps> of a point. Flailing arms. I know. How is he closer with eating skin? <laughs> What, you just wait for it. You just wait for it. In terms, in terms of wait, no, wait, wait. In terms of the, hitting, I love how like David's reaction was like, oh yeah, I forgot I said that. In terms of hitting the buzzwords, you, it's remarkable. I almost gave it away with my face. Chapter thirty three's mini blurb reads like this. Pinocchio, having become a donkey, is bought by the owner of a circus who wants to teach him to do tricks. <laughs> wow. Part one. The donkey becomes lame and is sold to a man who wants to use his skin for a drumhead. No, do you know what? you got to give him the full point. you got to. 
I mean, I can if you if you. That was want. ridiculous. Like in in terms of now, you've got to give him the full okay, point. Okay, full oh, point, full point. Because at least I I got the full point when it was kind of obvious. Was that that was just the most random bunch of nonsense ever. You're turning into the author, David. How do you feel? Just emotional, worried. The drama. I, I just didn't think it would ever happen. <laughs> like I got there was a real low point a few weeks ago, and I was just saying. Just, just, just defeatist nonsense. Um, and and I and I went and I went with the, the most imaginative thing I could think of. What your heart was and telling you. The sweeter, the, the the most ridiculous thing that we almost pooed is going to be true. Right? Amazing. It might not even happen. It might. They might not even. That might not actually happen in what actually happens in the in the, the chapter. But the most important thing. Who cares? That, it's in it's, the mini. Yes, yeah, get the mini. But I've I've been accurate with the actual content of the chapter yeah. quite a few Great. times. Mm. And I've lost out. So that's where I feel there's redemption. Yeah. I do love the idea of Pinocchio, an object, being turned into a donkey, a creature, to then be turned back into an object. <laughs> <laughs> Just cannot catch a break. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's like, okay, well, I'm a donkey, but at least of like, you know, blood and flesh now. And it's like, yeah, we're going to make him into a drum mate. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's the sequel, but it didn't sell very well. Yeah, there'd be a lot of very upset children. Tim I Pinocchio, think, if, mm-hmm. if that actually does come true. So, it, is it? It says you know um, sells the donkey. We we're assuming he's still talking about Pinocchio here. Yeah, it says Pinocchio having become a donkey is bought by the owner of a circus, and then the donkey becomes lame. So it, yeah, so he like loses his name. It's like he loses his humanity. He just becomes yeah. the donkey. Wow. Rather than Pinocchio. Oh madness. dear, madness. Well. If you have any thoughts or opinions on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or if you're the tweeting type, get onto that Twitter sphere. Our handle is at lazybookclubpod. Yeah, interestingly, the Lazy Book Club uh, weighs exactly one Instagram at lazybookclubpod. Oh, God. How long have you been working on that? I just, it just came to me. I mean, I'm applauding because it, <laughs> it was a good, it was a solid effort. Mm, I enjoyed thank you. it. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. As usual, do please like, share, subscribe, review. Like, share, like, subscribe, stream, five, five stars. stars. Five stars. Five stars. When you wish five stars. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> five stars only. Five stars only. That's oh all you have. Okay. To do. We're going to have to wrap this up before this okay. just turns into a Sorry. musical review. <laughs> So if you want to find out what happens to Pinocchio in the circus and whether or not he gets turned into a drum, tune in next week. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Bye.